welcome to another episode of the Adolescent Show. I'm your host, Ed Ader, joined today by George Frizzard and Tim Slater. Scoot's out living life, going on vacation, having a fun vacation? summer. Where's he at? Slacker. Uh, Mackinac? Oh. Mackinac. You just recently visited Mackinac. Yeah. Or, I, I got ice cream there. Yeah. That was all I did there. <laughs> How was the ice cream? It was great ice Worth cream. Worth a trip? No. <laughs> it's like a five-hour drive. Right. <laughs> the rest of the trip was fantastic. Ice cream was good, but I wouldn't go there for ice cream. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Yeah. Awesome. I haven't visited there since I was a kid. Yeah. I, I went with uh, Tim's Slater, family. Yeah. The Slater's a while ago. I went to Mackinac City for the ice cream, not the island. Yeah. I didn't take like a 45-minute ferry ride out to an island just Probably for ice cream. I taken the detour. It was just on the way home from being in the Upper Peninsula. You didn't want sunburn with your ice cream <laughs> I mean, sitting I, on that boat? <laughs> plenty of sunburn. Yeah, that's not an issue. That's <laughs> Got that covered? Yeah, that's not in short supply. Have you seen a picture of my dad? This is not going to work well in media, in, in a <laughs> medium, but um, I'll find it. I'll have to yeah, carry can, on. Yeah, you can show it to me when you find it. Um, oh, my God. So... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it worked like a 12-hour day the next day. <laughs> oh, yeah. At least. It was a Monday. <laughs> so what, what have you been playing to? <laughs> We're going to start with that. Um, so I played the second chapter of Backbone, which I know we're postponing a little bit. Uh, but that was a decent chunk of time, as as we've already mentioned. Um, outside of that, I, I bit the metaphoric um, bullet cam camera bullet and played uh sniper ghost warrior contracts oh, nice. <laughs> um my biggest complaint about that game is that there are too many semicolons in the name sniper ghost warrior contracts 2 uh it was fun it was where, a, wait where, is there I, one I, after sniper i assume it's sniper semicolon ghost, ghost warrior, warrior semicolon contracts 2 <laughs> i gotta look this up because isn't the sniper series like that's a series of games right it's not just the, like the there's I mean, only one Oh, is it just after Ghost Warrior? No, it's just after Sniper. So it's Sniper... Ghost Warrior Contracts 2. <laughs> that's, that's worse than having two semicolons. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, But this is the... So this is, I think, the fifth game in the, in the franchise. Okay. Or fifth, like, console release, at least. I think they might be one of those weird games that does, like, mobile releases. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. But uh, it's the sixth entry, according to interesting Wikipedia. Um, I only know of like the main numbered entries one through three, and then contracts and contracts two. Anyways, um, there's one before Ghost Warrior called Sniper Art of Victory, which was a I think PC only. Huh. I'm gonna have to check it out now, damn it. <laughs> yeah, contracts you gotta be totally caught up on this. <laughs> yeah, some homework. It's a World War II game. Uh, Contracts 2 was pretty fun, though. Um, I mean, it's nothing really spectacular to write home about. The story is pretty bad, um, but serviceable for, uh, I don't know. It's it, it takes kind of the approach of like the new Hitman reboot series, where it's open area, uh, the missions aren't very long. I would say it's, I think it's five missions. Um, and each one doesn't take particularly long, probably hour and a half, two hours, maybe a little less. That's pretty long. Um, yeah, I mean, it was probably, I think the total time when I finished the game was like nine hours or something like that, um, on Steam. 
but uh, it has a bunch of challenges for each one. So, like, mm. uh, it takes more of the Hitman, like, trying to get it to be more replayable. Yeah, with I, the modifiers for... Like, if you complete it one way, you get points for yeah, doing it. Yeah, exactly. Then... There are a bunch of different difficulty levels. There are four different difficulty levels. I played on, like, kind of the second one the whole time because I was more interested in just kind of seeing what it had to offer more yeah, than anything that's else. That's not a game you want to get frustrated with. <laughs> exactly. Um, it was probably a little easy. Um, I was doing a lot of, like, I accidentally stumble on a guy and have time to, like, pull out a gun and aim at his head and shoot him <laughs> before he even, before like... Before he pulled... His, slow motion <laughs> pulling his gun up. No, it was, like, before he even noticed me. So it has, <laughs> oh, no. It has the old school, or, I don't know, pretty standard now, uh, like indicator when somebody's noticing yeah. you it's getting and bef- bigger and yeah wider or whatever. before that was filled up almost every time i was able to like get a shot off and, and kill the guy um from like a foot away like i was like rounding a corner and there's a dude right there that i like bump into and i'm able to like get him so i mean <laughs> i was probably playing a little too easy but i had a good time with it um the story is pretty uh it's pretty pro uh overthrowing governments for the sake of global oil prices which i thought is weird but like probably accurate um sounds sounds real yeah so um yeah so that's where i spent a lot of my time this week um so yeah would you recommend it to people if, if you're a fan of uh stealth and specifically stealth sniper games i think it's one of, i mean i can't think of it one works. that we've gotten it's not recently. like that super yeah. broken mm-hmm. one that they released no i didn't have any broken sections um i mean the world is pretty i don't know one-dimensional or kind of flat it's all like arid desert like vaguely maybe afghanistan yeah, like area something like middle the beginning of yeah. mgs5 yeah yeah it's just kind of that for a lot of time um but there are they set you up for some like pretty solid long shots that just feel fun to time and get there's some side objectives that like make each mission feel a little bit unique um and it's not just going and you kill 10 guys and then you're done um it's like you kill eight guys and there's like four other things to do but um yeah i don't know uh that was it was you might like it might not who am <laughs> i, I might, say i might check I, it out i enjoyed it if you like the rest of the ghost warrior series i'd say this one seems better <laughs> doesn't seem like a fan <laughs> i liked them until that one broken one this is definitely better than three and i i like it better than contracts one although i don't remember much about contracts one and i probably won't remember much about contracts two in yeah. six months but yeah a year from now you'll be like oh yeah i played that game right <laughs> That was a fun day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, what about you, George? You been getting away to anything? Uh, I cleaned up the got the platinum in Ratchet and Clank remake, which, you know, it's not a remake, George. Well, yeah, it's not the reboot. The the new one, the the PS5 one, Rift Apart. Rift Apart, and uh, that was fairly easy platinum. Um, really, the two the two last ones I got required New Game Plus just for. Just basically playing up to the second world, there's like an enemy type you have to kill so many of, and there's like three in the base game, and then when you, so you have to like play it on New Game Plus to go back and kill two more of them. So is the 
trophy just kill five of these enemies. Yeah. It's weird, but... Yeah. That is, like... I was like, oh, I thought I could just get all those in the first one, but... Hmm. uh, Also, like, at that point, just make it six and just say, like, kill all of them in the game plus. Yeah, Yeah. five is... Right, because it was, like... That's worse. It was weird, because it it forces you to play, like I said, up to the second planet, so it's, like, you you have to get, like... You have to re-get through the intro, like... You're kind of back into the game, like... But not very far. Not very far into the game, so you're not really compelled to, like, keep going, and... They do give you some incentive to the new game, plus, like, uh, all your weapons, as you use them, they level up, and then uh, when they level up, you can basically buy, like, extra buffs for them in kind of a Final Fantasy X grid-style, you know, level-up thing. And when you do the new game, plus, you can buy the Omega version of all the weapons, and the Omega versions can be leveled up to level 10. So if you, you know, were a huge fan and wanted to keep replaying them and max out all the weapons, you could. Um... But I basically dipped as soon as I got the Platinum Trophy. Um, do you think they're going to add... I know they don't do it for Platinums, but I've seen a lot of games recently add a whole new slew of New yeah, Game Plus like a trophies. Second, oh, a do New Game think? Plus Trophy? I mean, Horizon I they, had that... I think they usually only do that... If, if it's added if, at, if, after yeah, launch. Yeah, if it's like a DLC add-on. Like if they launch without New Game Plus and they add New Game Plus at some point, they'll... Like Spider-Man did that... Spider-Man did that, but Spider-Man... I thought Spider-Man, Spider-Man had one three launched DLC with... Packs that well, I, I thought, thought each... one of those had the New Game Plus oh, maybe. in it. Maybe. I don't remember. I don't know for but... sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Played maybe. a little bit of that just to kind of clean that up because I was so close to getting the Platinum after finishing up that game. Um, I played through the Final Fantasy Origins demo where you have to kill Chaos... Uh, that game is a strange one. It doesn't feel totally complete, which I guess is kind of the point of a demo. Like, it's, you know, not a finished build of the game, and it's just there for you to kind of see if you like it and kind of test out some mechanics and stuff. But it's it's a weird one. Did you play any of this, Ed? Yeah, I didn't finish it, but I played enough to... I'm gonna get it. To get it. the idea. Yeah, um, I'm gonna play it. It's weird. It's like, it feels really stiff to me. Yeah. Which um, I did not expect. Yeah. I, oh. I mean, because Neo, you know, it's from Team Ninja, who made Neo 1 and 2. Which are And tight. both those games are control really tight and are, like, very quick moving, like, you know, like, weapons have different stances and, yeah, you know, it, it's basically, like, a very quick version of Dark Souls. Like, if you played Dark Souls on, like, 2x speed. So I assume this was going to be, you know, pretty fluid. Similar. similar and yeah. um, maybe that's just... It seemed like they were kind of hinting at there's different jobs in this one. Right. And you start as the this um, was like the, heavy the great sword user. Yeah. So maybe, you know, just due to the, you know, you're using a giant heavy weapon that makes you slower. And, like, the attacks are obviously slower. But maybe they'll have, like, you know, a katana-based class that will be a little bit quicker and a little bit more like Neo. Hopefully. Hopefully. Because um, I agree. It was... Didn't just, feel all there. It didn't it feel just, great. <laughs> the... I think the really cool mechanic that, like, I wish worked a little bit better, I think it's a really interesting idea, but I don't think quite works, is the, there's, uh, if enemies are using a ranged attack, like a spell, or they're, like, throwing a rock at you or whatever, and you hit the circle button, you can basically absorb that attack and then use it against enemies. So, like, if they were to hit you with a fireball, you could suck up the fireball and then shoot it back at the enemy, which is, like... A pretty interesting way to deal with 
like adding a different complexity to like you don't necessarily just want to like roll out of the way of every attack or right. you know block everything more of a ricochet right more of like almost like the parry mechanic in dark souls where it's a little bit it's like kind of timing based and it's a little tougher but a little tougher but you could get you can actually get something out of it because you get like basically a free attack out of it right the big big risk big reward right type stuff and i think that was pretty cool um but i think the game just felt stiff like yeah um and it's definitely like a looter where you know you pick up something every five seconds and that you're in the menus a little bit too much yeah yeah. oh i gotta put on this new shirt gotta switch out of the henley gotta put this like hot topic shirt on (laughs) (laughs) you gotta put on the henley with shoulder pads right you gotta put on the fingerless gloves. Gotta, I mean, and, and I'm fine with that usually. Um, it just feels like a little bit too, like you were saying, a little too often. You're like switching up stuff. Where was so my complaint with like looter shooters or those kind of games in general? Um, it always just feels like I don't know. The inventory management is never enjoyable, and you're doing it almost more than you're actually playing the game. Yeah, yeah, and if. If this demo is any indication of how often you're going to be getting equipment and everything, it's going to be almost constantly. I'm hoping that's kind of like an early, early in the game, maybe, and then it also like peters the, out. It also doesn't it. look the best. Like even no. that opening field that you are in looks horrible. Like yeah. the t- it's like a bunch of tall grass, and it it looks it like I'm not going to mince words. It looks really bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just looks really bad. <laughs> And so it's a weird one. It, it's a game that like I was pretty excited for, and the demo didn't get me to like the point I wanted to be at. Yeah, like I wasn't when, when more is this hyped. Game scheduled to come out. Hopefully not anytime soon. I don't know if there's a release date. I, it might be one of those like sometime 2022 games. Like it might have like, a, it might have a year attached to it, but I don't know. I get the idea of launching a demo in an incomplete state to like get feedback and do like an early access thing, but I feel like this is doing the opposite it's like showing how far behind they are and like almost taking the excitement that people have and turning it back on itself and saying like don't like temper your expectations as opposed to like be prepared for something awesome so i don't know maybe it's just a using the terminology demo as opposed to early access is what's throwing me off because usually a demo you want to be polished and like almost what is going to come right it's supposed to be like a a showcasing of of the best part of the game not like this yeah. is how much we've built so far. It almost right. feels like a floor demo, though. Like it kind of sounds like what you would normally get if you were at E3. Like you get just right. this like right. splice of the game, and it's right. not finished, it's not and it's, done. But it's like you get a little taste of it's it under the table. It's running on some like super PC, <laughs> yeah. but they're like, don't don't worry about it. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's kind of the f- feeling I got from it, where I was like, just like, oh no, this isn't anywhere near done. Yeah, they have a lot of work to do. And like I, I said, and like I said, I think that job system could play a lot into it. Like I think, you know, maybe the great sword job feels stiff, but you could find one that would be more your play style, and you could have you know more fun with it that way. Yeah. Um. So I'm not completely writing it off or anything, but it's definitely uh, not not the game's best foot forward, and not what I was expecting out of it. I was assuming that it would be like. Oh, I'm really excited for this game. This is going to get me more hype, and it did not do that. Yeah, it definitely did not do that. <laughs> I, I agree with you there. I, I didn't even finish it. I was just like, eh. 
I mean, it didn't help that it was also broken for a few days, yeah. and it's only playable until the 24th of June, and then they're pulling it from the store completely, and yeah. I assume shutting it down for... Three years until it comes out. Right. If it comes out. Yeah, so... Knowing Square and... <laughs> <laughs> that was a really weird one. Um, I also, to stick with the Final Fantasy lane, I picked up the Final Fantasy VII Intergrade, the oh, PlayStation 5 version of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, this is just to preface this this is not a game that i have like childhood connection to i've never played the original i've game. i've played final fantasy 7 um not to completion but i've like played around with it definitely in like more modern like i think i picked it up back when it was on like we can get it on the psn store for your ps3 so it's not you know it's not something i really grew up with or you know hold the game to really high high regard like most people do yeah this is kind of my you know i know the basic story of it I know the characters for the most part and, you know, was interested to see kind of how they remade it and modernized it. And it's cool so far. Um, the combat feels pretty good. I like the kind of more like fast paced action, like kind of action oriented. It's like a little, it's like a step further from like the Final Fantasy 15 style action where that was kind of the meeting place of like a jrpg and an action game where there was kind of you know more menu based things and this definitely has a menu but is more fast paced like you can do combo moves with like hitting x and triangle you know you can like hit people twice with the buster sword and then like knock them up into the air with like an uppercut and so this was like a little bit more kind of combo based which i think is cool yeah um the boss fights are like pretty engaging in the way they're set up because you have to both like use the environment to kind of have that, you know, stand behind a wall so it absorbs an attack so you can get out and do something and, you know, find the enemy's weaknesses, which is, you know, very JRPG, and then, like, attack and use that. You know, it still has all the, like, limit breaks and all the special moves and all that, so I'm having fun with it. (laughs) The only things that's, like, really throwing me off is, like, I don't think they updated the dialogue at all. Because it feels like some of the things that they say and the way that people react to things is so bizarre. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if that's just a just a translation thing or if that's a... A remnant of... A remnant of... 25-year-old a 25-year-old game. A 25-year-old game. But just... <laughs> I just find myself laughing out loud at, like, the way that Cloud will react to certain things. Or, like, what he says in a conversation that's like, that is just so alien. No like, would nobody would talk like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. And... Um, so those moments are like, I can't tell if I really love that or really hate it. But Just wait. It, <laughs> they become even more. It, it gets more and more anime and it, you're going to love it. Like, so I'm, I'm kind of torn there with some of the dialogue. Stuff. Like, I really like how it plays. Um, I've definitely been like digging into, I sort of just got into the area where um, you, it opens up and you do some side quests. Oh, yeah. And, you know, all the side quests are very, like... The way they handle that is super strange in that game. Yeah, where they're just kind of on the map, and you go, and you talk to somebody. It's like, go talk to the other guy. Yeah, go talk to the other guy. It's like a bunch of fetch quests, or, like, kill X of this monster, go here, kill that thing. You know, really not... They're not innovating in any way for any of the side quests. It's just really weird, because there's just, like, a chapter like that, like, every four or five. Like, there, it's not like that for the rest of the game. Oh, really? Like, you are in a side quest chapter, and then there won't be one. And then it'll be, for like... For five more hours. Yeah, five hours of pure story. And, and then, then it's like, do you want to do... Do you want to, like, go get somebody some milk? Like, <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> it's really, really weird. 
mean, and that section is something that um, I kind of liked. Like, I thought that the the little errands and stuff that you do, where you go around and you kind of meet the town, you get acclimated with, like, everybody. Like, yeah, it's stupid to, like, you know, the shop owners going, yeah, these doom rats are ripping up my store. Yeah, go you, kill six yeah, doom rats. go kill rats. six doom rats. But at the same time, it's it's kind of world building. You get to see see some stuff, talk to characters, and, like, they all have a personality. Like, the um, person who runs the apartment building that you're living in is, like, this old witch that yeah. <laughs> keeps telling you not to break Tifa's heart and, like, be nice to her. You're gonna break Tifa. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just, it's just a weird, it's a weird game, for sure. Yeah. I, I like how it plays. I'm having fun. Ha- I'm just gonna say you haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> it's like, I like how it plays. I like... I actually had more fun than I expected with the side quest, even though like very fetch quest and like very uninspired. Uh, but I had just some of the stuff is so weird to me. Yeah. Like, some of the stuff is just so bizarre how that it's laid doesn't out. Stop. And I, like I said, I'm not sure if that's a. They're just literally ported like the dialogue from Final Fantasy VII because they knew if there's you, definitely a lot of similarities. If you touched anything that was said in the original game, people would freak the fuck out and not ever. You know, never forgive Square for changing anything from their favorite game of all time. Right. So I think they kind of stuck to as close to the original as possible. I mean, I don't believe the... I think the biggest difference... I don't think Jessie was a character in the original game. She's like part of uh, Barrett's... Yeah, I know who uh, she is. Avalanche crew. I can't remember. And I, I don't remember her being in the original game. I, like I said, I'm not a Final Fantasy VII expert or anything, but um, I feel like she's a new addition if she was she's definitely way more involved this time around yeah i don't remember though it's been a very long time since i played the original but yeah but i've i've been enjoying my time with that i'm probably five hours in six hours in um but it's cool i like a i like the one of the cool like graphics things is the your weapons have the material slots Mm -hmm. and as you change those visually they change in your weapon so okay. if you like have one equipped that's green it shows green if you don't have one equipped it's empty if you have one that's purple it shows purple like that's just kind of a cool little attention to detail thing and there's a lot of that in that game yeah and i think the designs are really cool like cloud looks like all the characters look great game looks really good yeah game looks really good the only thing that i think is not quite up to par is sometimes they'll be weird like the ground won't be quite like you know textures will pop in like not not necessarily popped in but like the grounds level of quality isn't the same as oh, like right, right, right. the character models level of quality, or like this character model doesn't look as good as that character model because yeah, that's yeah. like a main character it's character not, model, and it's this not is as like even. Yeah. right. So I think it, there's a little bit of uh, disparity there. Like there's the main characters, there's the witch that's like second yeah. character, <laughs> right. and then there's like just the random <laughs> yeah, there's kids like, in the street, right? And they look so like, like whatever. Have you guys ever watched like? There's only three different shirts. Really? For them. <laughs> Really old school cartoons where you can tell which like tile is going to lift up because right. it's the only one that's like hand you're watching Scooby Doo and yeah. like the bookshelf is like bright and everything yeah. else yeah. is dim, it's just washed out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of how how some of the things in this game look. Which I wouldn't. I mean, it doesn't really bother me, but because yeah. really, like it, it does when the game is like full moving and the like the cutscenes look incredible. The boss fights are are really cool so far. Like. Like I said, the character, like the main character character models look really good yeah. and have a cool design. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, I, I loved it. I mean, I, I played it when it was, came out on PS4. 
I also picked up the well, I got like the free upgrade to the PS5 version, and then I the, bought the DLC. The but DLC. I, haven't, I haven't played any of it yet. I think I'm gonna replay the whole yeah. damn game. <laughs> uh, but I also don't have a huge fondness for the original. Like I did play it not right at launch. I think Final Fantasy X was my first Final Fantasy, and then I went back and played some of those older ones, like Seven. Um, and I, I've always thought Seven's kind of overrated, overrated but maybe mm-hmm. it's just a timing thing. But the remake, I absolutely loved the remake. Oh, I yeah. Thought, I thought that game was sweet. And it gets it gets really good. So, yeah, the weird, you're in for a treat. Like, the first Final Fantasy game, which is weird to me, because, like, the first Final Fantasy game that I really liked was Final Fantasy IV, which is, like, mm, yeah, even yeah. older. Right. But I think kind of holds up because it's more, you know, it's, like, 16-bit. Right. So... That game to me still like looks and plays really well. The PS2 or PS1 ones have definitely aged kind of like, graphically. They look yeah, like garbage. right. Like seven and eight are kind of hard to play because it's polygon based art, which has not yep. aged the best. But kind of everything that before first, that, that first iteration of three days just yeah. <laughs> yeah. But kind of the older ones have the benefit of being pixel art, which kind mm. of never ages. Now we're gonna get them on Steam. Yeah, and now we're getting them all on Steam. So. It's gonna be sweet. I'm but really those it. those are the main main things that I was kind of checking out this week. Nice. What about you? Ed? So I also played Backbone Act Two. We'll get to that on a separate show eventually. Um, I played a little bit more Ratchet and Clank, but I don't know. I think I'm a little more lukewarm on that than consensus. I just like I don't find myself wanting to sit down and just knock it out. I'm like, all right, I'll play for half an hour and then hour and i'll go do something else so i'll chip i'm gonna finish it i'll get there eventually i'm gonna chip away but uh it doesn't really have its hooks into me um the game i spent the most time with this week is a game called griftlands um it was in early access for a long time but earlier this month came out full release uh it is hard to explain it is a roguelike deck building game in a sci-fi world and like the big so it plays a lot like slay the spire i don't okay. know if either yeah. you guys have ever played that but so like the big hooks that are kind of different from that is it does have a little more world building and storytelling so it does have the kind of the sci-fi setting right because slay the spire is basically just you build a deck and you go through a couple generic like levels that are just a shell right. but you you know you build your deck and kind of go through it there's really no story to right. it it's, just, it's more of a card game right thing. is there a lot of grifting in this game so that's that's like that's like <laughs> the, better be. that's the gimmick is so you have kind of I mean they're very similar but you have like a battle deck but you also have a like conversation deck. Well, that's kind of interesting. So there will be times you have to use one or the other, but there are also times where you can like choose how you want to go about this. It'll be like so I can Come fight in, this guy right. or I can try to talk him into being on my side and mm-hmm. helping me do this thing or something like that. And then those decks play pretty different. I mean I don't think if you don't play a lot of card games you wouldn't probably think that mm-hmm. but th- from a deck building perspective there is, it is a pretty different style of play which was pretty cool um the game has multiple difficulties and i only have been messing around on the easiest one so i don't think i'm getting the full roguelike piece like when i died when i was playing i just started at the beginning of the day like there's points where you can sleep okay. and like regen your stats like basically you have a health stat that impacts your battle and then you have i can't even remember what the hell the conversation life is but there's a separate bar yeah second life bar for that for that and like when you sleep you get those back um 
And sometimes when you do objectives, you might be able to pick like, oh, I want to revive 10 health health or 10 talk health. Yeah. Or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Um, it was cool. I ended up on the easy version getting seeing the end. I think there's multiple endings. I probably got a terrible one. I like accidentally think I kind of cheesed it. <laughs> so like I tried it. I don't, got to the end twice and, and died both times. One trying the, the, like at the end, you can pick conversation or battle. Mm-hmm. And the last time conversation has like an option to just give up without dying. Like you can just be like, fine, you win the argument. Yeah. And when you do that, for some reason, it then just takes you to the battle that you would have fought. But everything had half the health if you just go straight to the battle for some reason. And like even then I barely squeaked out a victory oh, on yeah. the easiest difficulty. So game's tough as hell. I, I think I'll probably try the normal mode and mess around with it a little bit. But yeah, see if you get different ending or try a different build or something. See if I can get even closer <laughs> to the ending. I mean, I, I think it's gonna take a while. It does some interesting stuff, like the cards themselves can level up. So there's times where you want to like make a suboptimal play to like gain XP for this worst card, because then at the end of the battle that might gain a level, and then maybe that card does one more damage forever. And there's some so, risk reward stuff with that that's pretty cool. Like one of the ones that I screwed up, why I did so bad for so long because I didn't even realize I was doing it. Is sometimes you can make a card really good, but then it's a one time use only no. thing, and you lose the card forever. And I just kept doing that, so I was burning all my cards on like <laughs> these joke fights. And then I was like, oh, I wonder what like blow self destruct means. Like, oh shit, <laughs> I've been playing this terrible the entire time. So I probably should have read like a ten things I wish I knew before yeah. I played this game thing. But I probably put like six or seven hours before I saw the easy end mm-hmm. the bad easy end um I'll, I'll play around a little bit more with it but i don't think it's not gonna it's not gonna be something i put tens and tens of hours into yeah uh i actually forgot to mention now that you brought up roguelike i've been playing a little bit of returnal as well oh baby um that game is pretty cool it's like obviously roguelike um you play as this astronaut scientist who crash lands on an alien planet and really you know you don't have a ton of information going in there's a few things around the world like there are these glyphs that you can read and then once you read so many of them you can kind of decipher other text around the island that will give you like a little bit more backstory um there's audio tapes that are the main characters like previous runs on Mm, the island that's cool that's that's a really cool mechanic to have for a roguelike yeah it's cool because it's like it feeds into the world building a little bit where you feel like oh i this is this has been happening like this makes sense that i'm like i keep coming back like there's even instances that i don't quote unquote remember that you know i died here and this adds a little bit of lore a little flavor to it like the start of the game wasn't the start of your character's journey. Right. It sounds a little bit like Annihilation, like the uh, Natalie Portman It definitely movie. takes, I mean, it, visually, I'd say the the biggest um, inspirations are like Alien and Isolation and those kind of that style sci-fi movie, Prometheus, all that stuff. Um, definitely the first biome is like straight up like an alien planet, like you're talking about like xenoglyphs and all this stuff and mm, yeah <laughs> um you know you pick up a few there's like a couple items that kind of stick with you when you pick them up like some key items like mm. um 
there's basically a lightsaber that you get at some point that lets you break through certain barriers. Like you can cut down walls, like you can use it in, in combat against enemies to take them out. And you can also use it environmentally to uh, maybe pick up like, oh, there's a health pickup behind this wall. I'll just like cut through that or... Uh, and, like, once you get that weapon that stays with you, there's a couple other key items that you pick up along the way that kind of uh, benefit you, uh, let you, like, traversely do different things. Uh, you it's can, like, like warp between certain down points. down a ladder in Dark Souls. Right, like, right, kind of like that, where it gives you a shortcut. Can, yeah. And even, um, so I've beaten the first boss, and the first boss gives you a key that lets you go into the second biome. And even that is something that you keep on your person. Mm. So in future runs, you don't have to beat the boss of the first biome. You could, in theory, just jump right to the second one. Or play around the first one until you feel like, okay, I've gotten some decent gear. I feel sufficiently leveled up. I feel like I've gotten some stuff, so I'm going to go to the second biome. Um, How, like, slot machine-y does it feel? Does it feel like you really got to get lucky with the right drops to... To have a good run, or is it a little more even? It's like my my big issue with the the drops are there's really like one primary weapon that I really like. Everything else is almost where I won't even pick it up because it's like, well, if I pick up this weapon, it's total trash, and I don't even know if like that's gonna screw me because I'll go and I'll try to fight enemies, and I'll just have a shitty weapon, so I won't be able to beat them anyway. So I'll just wait till I get. Like, the assault rifle instead of the shotgun, because the shotgun is, like, not that great. And then even the weapons each have, there's, like, a certain number of uh, secondary fires they can have. So they can either have, like, an electric beam that shoots mm-hmm. out of it. Uh, they can have, uh, where they shoot kind of, like, a grid of, like, energy orbs. There's a grenade launcher. So there's, like, even within getting, it's not just, oh, I want the assault rifle. It's, like, I want the assault rifle with this because that's the best one and like so uh, but i think really the weapons are more so i just wish that like all the weapons were a little bit better yeah i wonder if like over time because i definitely felt the same way about hades like pretty different game but like there was at the beginning it was like okay like poseidon's powers and like this one other dude's powers Mm -hmm. like that's like if i don't get those yeah like that's where i'm gonna figure it out and i can only really do good with the, a really good dash mm-hmm. and then like after playing 40 hours of that game it was like okay there's like 20 different builds i'm now comfortable with where like now i see the value in this character that i thought was useless yeah 20 turns ago 30 that's turns definitely ago. i've played maybe eight hours of, of hades and i felt like the same way there was like two gods powers where i was like if I don't get these within the first, like, five rooms, then, like, I'm just going to die and restart. Yeah. Like, there's no point in going on. And, like, all those games, occasionally you'll get a super broken build. Like, I remember in Hades, like, the time I beat it, I had no right. Like, I near, wasn't nearly leveled up enough right. and stuff. And then I didn't even get close to getting back to the final boss for, like, 40 more <laughs> runs because, like, I just got lucky that one time where, like, yeah. I got all the best drops where, like, I could just dash around and not even have to really attack. And yeah. it would chain everything and everything around me would just die by me running by it. So I'm just, I, I'm always curious in those games because I feel like it's got to be so hard to balance that in, like, a random drop scenario. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, you don't want it to feel so easy that every drop is awesome, but you also don't want it to feel like one out of 
150 times right. i'm getting a weapon that's worth like even attempting to play with and so far i've only unlocked like you you start with the sidearm which is like a, just a normal pistol and then the shotgun and the assault rifle are the like basic drops that like you can get at any time and then once i got into the second biome i found like a new weapon that's kind of it's like also an assault rifle but it's a little bit different you can kind of fire off almost like mini turrets that will shoot at enemies like where you place them and so that gun is like actually pretty good and i've actually seen that drop in the first area now Mm. so it might be like as you unlock new weapons or new things then retroactively those can be found in earlier areas so that's pretty cool um yeah it's cool it's definitely pretty tough um you know it probably took me a good like it's one of those things where i got to the boss of the first biome my first run mm-hmm. and was like ah, this game's not like people are really, gonna take me right i was like, hours, I was like people are definitely like blowing this out of proportion <laughs> and then it took me like 40 runs before i got back to him and i died and then like another 10 and i beat him and i was like okay i, I kind of get how this works <laughs> yeah but they were pretty quick um you know like a, a standard run would you know probably takes anywhere from you know 15 to 30 minutes before you die but i know that you know the actually getting through all the biomes right. would probably be like it's gonna be a couple hours yeah like at a, least a few hour ordeal and um there there is one thing though that is kind of in, kind of interesting mechanic that is they look like a big um almost like an iron maiden where mm. it's like a coffin the, you can get band. into <laughs> and um real skinny uh <laughs> yeah. guys uh, in black jeans right exactly you talk to them uh, but it's basically a reset point where if you have this certain currency you can pay so much and you'll respawn in that room mm, yeah so there are you know it's not like guaranteed that that death is the last time that you'll be in that run there are certain points where like you can second life can get a second life um so you know it's possible yeah. that you might not have to do it in in just one life. Is that game just like gorgeous? It looks good. Definitely okay. the envir- the environments look better than the character model. I think. I mean, it definitely looks good. I feel like they're they're lighting. I just remember Resogun blowing my mind when they that was like a PS4 launch title. Yeah. And I just remember thinking like, wow, I can't believe something can look this good. <laughs> So I was curious if they've kind of pulled that off again. It definitely looks good. It has really cool enemy design. Like, the aliens are all really interesting. And there's a couple different kind of big, like, sub-boss enemies you'll run into every now and then that, you know, kind of once you learn the patterns and how to fight them and all that. But it's cool. It's a cool game, but it's it's definitely tough, and it's one that I'll probably be chipping away, chipping at, away at for a while. Yeah. I, it was just on sale. I'm kind of considering scooping it up yeah i think it's on sale for prime day i think i saw it at best buy for like i mean what's a sale now 50 bucks or something <laughs> yeah but <laughs> <laughs> i also i forgot that i played uh a real short indie game which is like right in my wheelhouse um i don't think it's gonna surprise anybody here um <laughs> tell me more <laughs> i played uh you know mike bissell he's the yeah. Uh, yeah. guy that made Thomas is Alone. Thomas. Solid, solitaire or whatever? You play that one? No, not okay. yet. Um, solitaire Conspiracy. That's on That's on the list, but I played kind of his first uh, of those shorter titles, Subsurface Circular. Mm. Um, Never played it. It 
it's a really cool like world that's built and the entire game takes place you just have conversations in like a subway with other people that get in the subway with you but like the story's super compelling considering you don't like leave a seat in a subway for like an hour and a half i like um that. hour and a half I, I like games that are that length yeah a lot it did a it did a good job of like kind of selling the universe it was a cool sci-fi story of a bunch of like um robots and it's like it's like robots are doing every job and people are disgruntled that they don't have jobs anymore even though their lives are super like easy not having to work basically I hate that. <laughs> yeah. but it was cool um I'm, I, I basically picked it up because it was cheap and i saw that he's released a bunch of other like really short indie games and i was like i'll just start back here yeah it also has a awesome I don't even want to say reference. It literally just describes the plot of Thomas Was Alone in conversation in mm. this game. And, like, it just, I immediately, like, turned the game off and bought Thomas Was Alone again <laughs> to play that one. So, yeah, that was a good game, too. Um, yeah, so that was another one I fired up this week. Yeah, nice, short, little, cool, story driven indie game. Yeah, I beat uh, Contracts 2 and was like, I need, like, a palate cleanser yeah. before anything else. <laughs> And then rocketed through that one. Nice. nice. Wow. We played a lot of games. Yeah. Week after E3, pretty light news week as far as video games go. But you guys see this blue box game story? It's been keeping me up at night. I, I haven't like... gone I haven't gone that <laughs> deep into like the subreddits, but it just from from an overall perspective seems wild. I've I've seen a few deep dives on it. Uh different podcasts i was listening to had kind of an expansive uh list of they talked about it for about 20 minutes and they didn't even cover all the things they were like these are the important leaks that you this need is to know the high... <laughs> right this is the high level stuff and uh you know it's definitely one of those like the always sunny meme where it's charlie day smoking the cigarette connecting a bunch of stuff on the board uh but it's a weird one it's definitely it's interesting what's going on with this Blue Box Studios. You buy it at all? Do you think Blue Box Studios is actually some covert Sony entity that's making silent a Silent Hill game with Hideo Kojima at the helm? I think it'd be... I really think Hideo Kojima's involved. My research leads me to believe that Hideo Kojima's involved with whatever, whatever Blue Box Studios is. If it's the next time, it seems obviously that's kind of the most obvious. That's the that would be the biggest surprise. That'd be the game that it seems most likely. And Blue Box Studios, like even... they, Konami, still owns it. That was like the weirdest thing I noticed from this week is Konami keeps advertising like Silent Hill merch a lot now. <laughs> like they just announced that like they're coming out with a new Silent Hill skateboard soon. Mm-hmm. Like so, they still they still own it. Like I don't see how it could possibly. Unless somehow they got Konami back involved. There's, I don't know, there's so there's too many weird things. Like if they just dropped off a mountain of cash. I, I could almost see this being a Microsoft thing in actuality, though. Because they actually would drop off a mountain of cash and, to make it happen. I don't think Sony's like shelling out the money for this. And I feel like the only connection to Sony that I've seen is that it's blue box and Sony's blue, but... So the the other big big Sony connection okay. is ba- the guy who well is, this game's supposedly a PlayStation the game's supposedly yeah. a PlayStation Five game um, 
the CEO or there's there's only one known employee of record for this blue Hassan like Caraman or something. Yeah, I can't remember. And the other weird thing with his name is like if you take his name from it's like he's a Turkish guy. So if you put Turkish to Japanese in Google Translate and you put Hassan Caraman or whatever his name was, it translates to Hideo Kojima. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And there's I have a question. Yeah. Have you actually tried that? Or are you taking somebody on the internet's word? I took like some a podcast host that I believe that did it himself. He didn't he said he saw it online Mm. and then he himself went into Google Translate and saw it and I take I trust his word. I'm gonna try that tonight. I don't know exactly. Report back to us. I feel like this is this is the type of thing that gets spread like wildfire, (laughs) and then like six months from now, it's gonna be like, oh, nobody actually tried that. Somebody just like Google pasted over something, and yeah. So the the other weird thing is he has a verified PlayStation account. Sony has like certain accounts that you know, it's like if you're a actual developer or whatever, they'll they'll verify your account in some way. So he has a verified account, and he's played about two games. One of them is called Demon Blood, which isn't a game, hmm. is a, a nothing. No one is quite sure what it is. The little icon for it is some art from a um, manga artist, uh, I believe his name is uh, Jun, Junjei Ito, who makes like Uzumaki and a couple like, horror manga stuff, and he said he's been working on a game with Hideo Kojima, and so it's, like, his art is the little clip thing for this okay. demon blood, whatever that game is, and the this Hassan character has, like, a thousand, it's, like, a thousand three hundred and some trophies, which was, like, a number synonymous with uh, Silent Hill in Japan. Okay. It's, like, a specific number that they use in a lot of their advertising in Japan. Another wow. thing, nobody else. This isn't gonna. <laughs> this isn't gonna come across on a auditory medium. But George is actively looking crazier as he tells us this <laughs> in this basement. You're right gold now. blooming. <laughs> he is gold blooming. T- there's a lot. There's a lot of little dots that connect, and I think it's. That's all I had now. It's so many weird little things that I think it would just be if it's not. Hideo Kojima, and it's not a really anything Silent Hills related, and this is literally just whatever this blue box studio is being a troll and trying to get everybody's. Well, they see they're backtracking pretty damn hard now, so I think that might have been the case. If that's it, whatever game they're making is like destined to fail. Because like at I, some I, point, I wouldn't take that strategy if I were them. Because like the one big one is like they kept refer- like the game's called Abandoned or some yeah. shit like that. And they kept, like, putting that in quotations. And then they said at some point, like, the real game starts with an S and ends in an L. Yeah. So everyone's like Silent Hill. But then they came out and said that was for survival. Because it's got sure. survival game crap. And then yesterday, there's a video of actually the Hassan guy being like, I'm a real person. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. And he was like, nobody will believe me. He's <laughs> like, can't tell these people nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think there's, I mean, it's possible, you know, people like to see patterns and things and yeah. like to blow things up. Especially out anything thing. involving right. Hideo Kojima. So. Right. And it seems something very Hideo to, you know, make this giant, like, weird Yeah, because we they did this with 
Metal Gear Solid Five. They had that like Moby Dick yeah. Studios and right. fake all that. Fake and they crap. put out the Phantom Pain thing where people found out it was a Metal Gear game because you could like overlay the Metal Gear yeah. title on it and it all lined up or something. There's a lot of weird. Like it seems like a Hideo. So like the the evidence against it is obviously like what you just said. I didn't know about the video with you know signs. <laughs> yeah, this actual like this the actual guy from person, the picture is like quote unquote real talk. person. All I saw were a bunch of memes of like him doing that with the camera his face and it zooms out and it's the day it's like a psycho mantis he's, yeah. above. he's just got a huge camera like and a gun it's like insane. which i mean we we don't know the other thing is apparently the this blue box studio had a game on kickstarter back in like 2015 or something oh okay which obviously that's like way too long of a con unless like right it is a studio that Sony acquired at some point along the way, and they're just using them as a front for this. So it's weird. There's like, def- definitely it's not, you know, 100% confirmed one way or the other, but there's definitely some weird theory stuff around it that seems like it's connected to a Hideo Kojima project. Yeah, it's just absolutely insane. Like, Bloomberg's picking up the conspiracy like <laughs> major news yeah. <laughs> news, outlets, news outlets and they're like you guys got to hear what the internet's up to it's nuts the other big hideo link this isn't even a big link this is kind of a re- definitely this isn't kind of a big reach this is a reaching link is so this blue box studio is supposedly a dutch company and the director's cut for uh death stranding that was just shown off at the Summer play, Jeff Keighley's summer whatever party, um, prominently featured the soldiers in that wearing a Dutch flag on mm. their clothing. Wild, wild stuff. I was I I did like I got into the I got in really early on before everyone figured <laughs> it out, and one of the big things I was reading was like how like they technically be breaking the law in like so many countries because. It's, like, illegal to fake, like, misrepresent yourself online in, like, (laughs) Finland or somewhere. So, like, technically, if this is happening, like, they could press charges against... (laughs) And it seems like who would press charges against them? Yeah, I don't don't know who would give a shit, but... But it's a weird one. We'll have to see. I mean, I would assume we'll see what the, the state of play is, like, in December or something. Yeah. So I would assume by then we hear something about whatever this abandoned. This game's supposed to come out this year. I would assume we're gonna hear before that too, because like the hype isn't gonna last yeah. more than another week. I would I would guess. I feel like they're kind of having their moment in the spotlight right now, and if they're gonna capitalize on this, let's say it is a Kojima thing, and like they want to capitalize on this yeah. and and get the publicity that's coming out of it, they're gonna have to do it soon. And the other way around, if if it isn't and this studio wants to save themselves, they're going to have to come clean in a way that is believable yeah. much sooner than they're... Uh, I just think that. it's like, it's such a bold... If, it is, if it's a troll, it's such a bold strategy to try is to trick that? everybody into thinking you're a Hideo Kojima projection. Like, I mean, uh, I don't know that the they ar- really did yeah, that. Yeah, the argument to that <laughs> is it's a bunch of nerds that were doing a bunch of stuff because they loved Silent Hill and then like people picked up on it and are like oh you're silent hill and then they're like oh no we just are fans as well and like you can't just say we were trying to appear to be silent hill we just like are fans of it yeah i guess that's true but 
It's just, it's a weird one. We'll yeah. have to wait and see what's going on. I would love it if, it, like, I honestly, I don't really have any connection to the Silent Hill series either. Yeah. Uh, but I think a new one would be, like, I would definitely play a new one if that's what it was. It was just like an eight-hour PT. And I'd even play whatever this Abandoned is. I mean, <laughs> whatever yeah, the game is, it, I'll probably end up playing it. Yeah. I, the trailer didn't show a whole lot. And I think, out there, I yeah. think that is a, that's like the title project. That's not whatever the name name of the game is. So, right. you know, it'll be called something else. But, I mean, whatever it is, I, I am into, like, AAA horror games. So, I don't, I would think it would be cool. And I think there's a lot of fun like theory stuff going around there that it is a new Silent Hill, but I mean whatever it is, if it's a high budget, like scary game, I'm gonna be playing it no matter what it is. Yeah, on the same boat. Just a weird, weird story. Yeah. Uh, the other kind of kind of in the same realm of game. Uh, someone data mined that Alan Wake remaster. I think it was remaster. Mm-hmm. Is on the is. In the background in the Epic Store or something, oh, yeah. so that'll probably get announced and come out in the near future. And... It'd no, be cool. I'm a big fan of that yeah. series. I, I like too. the Alan Wake a lot, and I honestly, I haven't played it since 360, so if there was like a mass, you know, an actual remake with like some TLC to just kind of modernize it, because I don't think that game really, I think you could probably still play it, like I don't remember anything really feeling yeah, that true. clunky or... Yeah, you could just use a fresh coat of paint. Right. I mean, it's a competent third-person action game. I mean, I don't really know how much you need to do. And, it, like, it looked good at the time, so really, you know, just up it and maybe cleaning up some muddy textures would really be all it would need. But I really like this. Like, that game had a really cool story. The protagonist, you know, Alan Wake as a character was really interesting. Uh, the, like, flashlight mechanic of knocking the shadows off of enemies before you could shoot them was, like, innovative and really cool. Yeah. It worked really well. Yeah. So I would say if that, you know, seems like 90% a real thing, uh, I'll pick that up for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. For sure. And then in the news category of something no one cares about, Borderlands, the movie, wrapped up filming this week, and it's going to be a thing. Kevin Hart and... Elon Roth at the helm. I don't know who the hell else is in that thing, but sure. Um, So I got Georgia thinking here. What what is a game universe game series you'd actually like to see a movie of? Yeah, I'll, so, I'll yeah, let we, you start since you. Uh... So, you know, I think with the Castlevania series coming to an end here, I think that anime worked really well. It was you know it's a very cool gothic setting with you know very interesting characters. You get a lot of monsters. You get some you know some bloody violence in there. All the good stuff. I think. If Dark Souls got that treatment in an anime where it's this dark gothic story, it, I think it would adapt well to that kind of show because not only is it kind of story light if you don't dig into it yourself, you know, like you basically yeah. have to go in and figure out where all the lore is. So I think something that kind of, you know, tells a through line of the story and kind of makes it more apparent would be interesting because it might be something that a lot of players even, you know, didn't really catch the first time around or second time around yeah um i think that the you know the character design of everything in that game looks incredible and would fit that aesthetic like perfectly and i think it's also you know like a lot of people don't play the dark souls games because they're not accessible because they're too difficult so i'm among those people i'm not yeah. a, so i think something where if it told the story of dark souls and was you know told in an interesting cool way 
and you got to still experience like, oh, wasn't it sweet when the gaping dragon came out in the third episode? And you know, you get to see all the cool bosses, cool. and you get to see all the like interesting fights, and you do like a boss an episode, right? Like, I think that could be a really cool series. Yeah, I mean, I'd watch the hell out of that. <laughs> Sounds awesome. That's an interesting one. I hadn't thought that, but I like your approach of like taking. It's almost like a reimagining. Uh, one of the things that always kind of bums me out is is the negativity around uh, video game adaptions and other uh, mediums and people getting really upset that it isn't a true remake. It's not, It's just they want a shot-for-shot remake of their playthrough of the game or mm-hmm. whatever as opposed to a complete reimagining, which is inarguably always going to be more interesting because it's a new experience and it isn't right. going to be you, you don't necessarily know what's coming next it could introduce different characters or things that play out in a different right. way right you need and a couple of homage yeah homages, homages. yeah <laughs> there you go but there there's always i mean a a show or a movie is always going to be taken in differently than a game because you don't have um agency over the character so right um there has to be some level of adaption, and I, I like that you're taking something that is very, uh, I would consider it very story light, and making it available where people can experience the story. Even if you're a Dark Souls fan that just likes the gameplay and doesn't care about the lore, it'd be really interesting to be like, oh, I played through this, even if the bosses are similar, but like I'm getting a completely new experience out of it because now I'm now right. I'm experiencing all of this. I didn't like, know these lore. characters were related, or I didn't know, right. you know this thing, you know this sword is from this event or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure I've played the first Dark Souls games or game like 10 times, and I'm sure I would <laughs> learn a lot about that world if I watched the show because <laughs> right. I'm, I'm definitely in that boat where it was like, okay, I'm going to read. And yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's a game with a – it's got a lot of cool, deep lore. Like, it's, you know, all the stuff's already written, and it's got – it has a story. You just have to dig for it. So. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, it's something well, watching where, an anime sounds better than digging for it. Right. And it's something where – People who may not be, you know, may not like a really difficult game, but think that, like, that story is really cool or it looks Here's really interesting. Here's a novel idea. What if they just made the games easier than people like me playing? <laughs> no, I, I agree. I, it, it, I have not played a Souls game. I think I started Demon Souls with Ed on a couch one time and didn't get very far, probably due to the case of beer that we had consumed <laughs> that decision was made. Yeah, you kind of need snap reflexes. Tonight's tonight. <laughs> but, uh... I would definitely like to see the story, and I I'm a big fan of that like aesthetic. Um, I just don't have any desire to bash my head against a wall for 15 hours trying to beat a game. Right. What was uh, your uh, What was your pick? I have I have too many picks. I'm still going back and <laughs> forth. Um, I, I'm doing at least two. So. Oh, I have four written down. I'm just gonna fire through a couple of them here. Right, One that I think I'd be least excited to from an adapt just because it's it's kind of been done um but wolfenstein is a really cool mm. series yeah um i mean we have similar stuff with like uh inglorious bastards come to mind where it's like alt history world war ii but i want like over the top yeah i'm gonna spoil some wolfenstein 2 stuff but i want heads rolling yeah. down on a new cyborg body <laughs> right i i agree i think it's it's super over the top and it's also it's not immediate like there's um man in the high castle which has some alt history stuff but it's very it's subdued. a drama it's um i want something that's over the show. top i want it to be an action uh action piece 
um, with the ridiculous writing that comes with Wolfenstein. I think that would be a cool one. Um, I'd really like that because I'm not a huge fan of the games for Wolfenstein, but those stories perfect. and moments are so sweet. Like I would, I would like that's that's a series where when the next one comes out, I'm gonna consider like maybe I should just fire up a let's play because like <laughs> right. I end up just turning it down to easy and blasting yeah. through because I get frustrated one time. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm just not really into the first person shooter, tough single player game anymore. Yeah, but I mean, I think like the last two entries in that series, both I think Wolfenstein Two is like. I don't know. I don't know this, but it feels like it's a critically like underplayed game. Like I yeah. don't know a ton of people that played it, yeah. and the story of that game is so like wild and so cool that I feel like more you can people also, should experience that. You could do anything in that series, and nothing would feel out of place. Right? Like they jump to with the fourth game or the second expansion in the series is in the '80s, and it's his twin daughters are now doing a bunch of goofy yeah. shit, and it's like. Everything they do in that series feels fresh, but also feels completely at home in the in the series. And that setting... You can just do a ton with the it. The setting of that game was also awesome with the Nazi-occupied Paris yeah. in the 80s with, like, super neon right. drenched and, like, yeah. such an awesome aesthetic. Yeah. So that was that was the, kind of the first one that came to mind for me, but then I went a couple different directions. Uh, one of them, I don't think I'm going to get any pushback on uh, Dead Space. I mean... Basically, let's just get another Alien One, yeah, um, <laughs> like a, a more actiony Alien One. Um, I mean, that's essentially not to derail you, but one rumor newsy thing is that we're gonna get a Dead Space announced next month. Like EA is teasing that they're gonna revive one of their franchises, and I didn't dig into why, but everyone, I mean, seems pretty certain that it'll be a new Dead Space game. Didn't Visceral get like shut down? Yeah, it'll They'll probably figure be. It out. Yeah. yeah. But some other team. I mean, definitely yeah. though. I would definitely watch a Dead Space show yeah. or a movie. Right? No Isn't question. there one? They have like the animated ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. That are kind I, of. I thought in those that. were like graphic games. It was like a almost like a visual novel. They're like that. They have an on rail game that was a Wii exclusive, I yeah. think. But there's also like a two hour movie. That's it. It's like an anime. Yeah, hmm. it's animated. Like, did you ever see any of those uh, Halo? Yeah. Animate. Yeah. It's like that same kind of uh, cell shaded. Um, but I think it's just a retelling of the the first game, but it's not, uh, I think it's called Dismemberment, Dead Space Dismemberment or something. That sounds great. That would make sense. Or maybe that's the Wii U game. Uh, I think the Wii <laughs> game was Extraction or yeah. Evisceration or, it started with an E, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, I played that one. It's it's literally like the old House of the Dead games. Oh, like yeah. You don't, you don't, you just Right, point it's just and, point and shoot. Oh, sounds rough. All you need to know is where they are. <laughs> Uh, this one I thought would be really cool. Um, and also, we just mal- mentioned Alan Wake, but uh, same developer, Control. Um, just a really cool world that I think could be an awesome, like, kind of X- uh, X-Files-esque Monster of the Week. Yeah. Um, you could almost with do a like little a, bit more depth. Like, like a Zone. Twin Peaks meets Twilight Zone or something where you got the... You know, the main character that's kind of thrown into this bizarre also, world where weird yeah, things are happening. Awesome, strong female protagonist in mm-hmm. that. Um, I, I just, that game was really cool and the story was really engaging, at least for me, um, in, a, in a really interesting world. So um, that was another one. And then my last one, um, a little more off the wall, but I think would be an awesome uh, cartoon. Uh, Untitled Goose Game was so charming and like... <laughs> Would be just a bunch of silly pranks. Yeah. Just a bunch of silly pranks and like no talking, just like 
basically just, just do a bunch of like 15 minute shorts like yeah that'd be i i would watch all of that <laughs> yeah and what do you got for us so i think for a movie and for both of these i kind of agree with you guys like i don't want to just see the same story retold right. there's two worlds i'd love to see more of especially in movie or tv form and for the movie I was thinking something in the Bioshock universe, and it could either be Columbia or Rapture because I think they're both amazing settings. I don't want the same story told. Right. Yeah. Maybe prior, you know, that world a little more lived in before everything went to you hell. You could do like the downfall of Rapture or... Yes. Yeah. Like that could be a really cool movie. And then for a TV show, I'd want like a HBO, like prestige TV in the Fallout universe would be really cool. I thought about yeah. Fallout. Fallout is such a cool world, and I agree. I think like that would be an awesome way to to l- kind of live in that world. It's so different and so unique, and you you pick up just a little bit of it in when you're reading through terminals or whatever. But um, being able to actually experience it, I I think the same thing. You could even do a uh like a earlier in the um. In right. the timeline or something like that, right? Where Get it's like different aspects of it's the kind world. of in like whatever time period, like the fifties or whatever, that has like kind of almost the beginning of Fallout Four, four yeah. where, where you yeah. see you know the new modern house where like everyone's Life got Mister Handy and yeah, you could even do it like the show could end with the apocalypse, yeah, like the bomb dropping. I mean that that be franchise kind of... has just such a cool flavor to it, like. It's so unique. The look of everything is cool with the like retro futuristic technology. It's so sweet. The... It's so hard to explain to somebody that doesn't know what Fallout is, <laughs> what it yeah. is, because it's like it's the future. But imagine the future, how people in the past how saw yeah. the future. People like eighty years ago thought the future would look. Right. So yeah. Um yeah, it'd be cool to see like kind of how they live. Obviously they did it at the beginning of Fallout Four, but like I mean that's like a one like a it's yeah. fifteen minute minutes or whatever, yeah. A... Like getting to know that world and you could even do a um kind of a, a mirrored style show where it's like this character before and oh, then this yeah, character yeah. after so you see them use similar technology space. right or you could even show like this was a guy in the like pre-bomb being dropped now he's like a ghoul in the wasteland and has to you know do things differently now <laughs> <laughs> way differently <laughs> yeah yeah, I think that was another series that like could do a lot with, um, I don't know, like racial tension and having like ghouls be people in that. They were doing that in 2008, yeah. Fallout yeah. 3, like, yeah. I mean, probably before in like their early 2000s when I wasn't playing the isometric Fallout mm-hmm. games, but um, Just yeah. George was. Yeah, the only one of that played is Fallout 2. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they could do something cool with that too. And I don't know, do something. They're all on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with, uh, your other, I I think I was more of a fan of Infinite in the Bioshock series, but I think either, either. I think Infinite's a better game. I think Rapture might be a little more interesting. Maybe a better setting for, uh. Yeah. Yeah, Even do Rapture like while it was in its prime as opposed to after the downfall or do, do a mini series of. I want to know the the politics of. Exactly. What's that dude that was in The Wire and in Game of Thrones? Oh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, you play Littlefinger and oh, I want that guy yeah, in it. That, guy, yeah. <laughs> that dude that's also in uh, another Remedy game, isn't he in Quantum Break? Yeah, he's in Quantum Break. Yeah. 
It's all coming together. It's all coming together. <laughs> but yeah, that would be that'd be cool. Or get, I mean, those are only two of the worlds in that. You know, I mean, te- technically, Battlestar Infinite has like infinite parallel worlds where things happen. Well, I was gonna say like Columbia and theoretically Columbia and Rapture exist on the same planet. Yeah, there right. would be other like dystopian civilizations existing there that you could visit as well. Like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool to see what else they could come up with. That'd be sick, right? I mean, if you wanted to go like full horror with it, you know, there's obviously a lot of opportunity there. Rapture, obviously, oh, yeah. being a bit more of a horror setting than um, yeah. Columbia. Right. Sunny yeah. Columbia. Right. That's your opinion. <laughs> I don't know. That fucking boat at the end was pretty horrific. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen my dad's sunburn? You tell me that's not scary. <laughs> uh, Fighting all those goddamn George Washingtons. <laughs> oh, yeah. The George Washington robots. <laughs> I hated that boat. <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah. I think those are all good picks. I think there's... Video games just have a lot of cool worlds that, you know, you see them for X amount of hours that you're playing the game, and then... It's just sad that I feel like most... I mean, maybe it'll get better with stuff like... I feel like Castlevania is super popular, and uh, we might get some better content out of it, but I feel like so many are just cash grabs, because they're like... I'm... Who, who will still go to the movies? Oh, the, the video game people still go to the movies, and they'll still buy the blu-rays and i'm interested i wouldn't say i'm super optimistic but i'm interested in seeing this um the super mario the super mario made by the minions guys yeah the minions team like yeah, uh, those movies are i mean at least the despicable me series is is entertaining um and i feel like doing it in that art style makes a lot more sense than i mean i'm unapologetic unapologetically a fan of the 80s john linkwazamo and bob hopkins <laughs> mario movie um but seeing another iteration of that seems interesting to me i'm a big uncharted fan and i'm still gonna go see I'm mark actually, Wahlberg play solely which is weird excited but excited for that one and i'm not a huge uncharted fan yeah so. and we have whatever that last of us show coming to hbo oh yeah yeah there's a lot who there's would, a lot of potential would, and i feel like we in that someone big isn't pedro Pascal? Yes. yeah he's joel i thought so which is like it's weird that they're even picking the main character of like the first game for that yeah. show i feel like that's the, that's the prime opportunity to not do anything that's been in the games and just show us another aspect of that world and they're just going right for let's do the first game as the story of the show right i mean it's the same thing as like and not that, like, I feel bad that we're going back to Aloy for Horizon 2, because I think she's a really cool character, and I, you know, really had a lot of fun playing the first Horizon, but, like, that's also a world that, you know, I, I get that we're seeing kind of a different biome now, we're moving to, you know, kind of the California coast, but, you know, that could have, the sequel to Horizon could have been an, the opportunity to go, like, way off the map, like, you know, South America or something, or... Well, also, like, you could have done... There was a group of people that survived the downfall of civilization and and have lasted these I don't know thousand years or whatever it is three hundred years and you could have there's a lot of opportunity for a different setting with similar obviously the same world and and similar like gameplay mechanics and and instead we're getting the same character right which That's like how I felt about which, like I said isn't necessarily a bad thing like I I think Aloy is cool and I think the second game looks cool. Uh, I just think, like, if they really wanted to go 
do something way different with it. There was it was so the door was so wide open for them. I'm I'm almost always an advocate for trying something new, even if it's a little worse than just rehashing. Um, that's how I felt about uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Was like it's the first time we're getting a, a game where Nate Drake isn't the main character. Let's change up the gameplay a little bit. Let's make something a little bit more interesting. Um, but they essentially just put a, a Chloe skin on Nate Drake. Yeah. And she played exactly the same. And it's just like, I mean, I still had a lot of fun with that game. It's just a little disappointing that like there could have been a little bit more uh, invention. Could have taken more risk with it. Yeah. But, yeah. What about that Resident Evil show? Is that going to be sweet? I think the animated but, one might be cool. I think the drama one with Lance Riddick is going to be horrible. <laughs> I think Lance that, Riddick's awesome. I think that's going to be so bad. <laughs> it's like is Wesker. That's going to be sweet. I mean, I love Wesker because he's so stupid. Like yeah. as a character, he's so ridiculous. I just can't see him playing him. But I mean, he can pull off anything. But I mean. It's just the Resident Evil franchise, especially, has a lot of bad blood with their adaptations. Where yes, that's an example of like, <laughs> these didn't need to be made. Yeah, and like every one is bad. <laughs> like what? they're fun to watch, but they're all bad movies. Yeah, uh, I mean, like the same thing with the Silent Hill movie. I think the first one's pretty good, but like oh, I thought they were both pretty good. The first one's like actually good with yeah. Sean Bean and yeah, like I think that is kind of a good video game adaptation. Um, but I don't know. I the mean, second one's silly, but like in that good silly horror movie way, like where it's entertaining. Yeah, like I even went and saw the Monster Hunter movie. Oh yeah, that's how made was by that? the, same, the Resident Evil people. I didn't. I didn't see that one. And that one is like, that's like literally the video game put into a movie. Yeah. And that's actually really fun because it's like you get like Ron Perlman and uh, the chick from Resident Evil fighting a bunch of giant monsters with the and uh there's like another really famous might be like jet lee there's like a really famous martial artist in it hmm. all right guys um, i just found a list of all of the video game movies ever made <laughs> no all the video game movies that are in production now oh, okay so someone yeah, charted uh actually these might just be tv series Borderlands. so we have cyberpunk 2077 is getting an anime next year oh yeah Oh, someone big's working that. on that too. I can't remember who, but Halo is getting one on Paramount Plus in next year sometime. I'll believe it when I see it. Halo's supposed to have had a TV show for like fifteen years now. <laughs> uh, oddly, there's an Assassin's Creed and Far Cry Crossover? Netflix. No, separate Netflix shows, live action. Like Castlevania. Oh no, Far Cry. Far, yeah, <laughs> Far Cry's is uh, an anime and. Uh, like Assassin's Creed day, says various for the type. <laughs> okay. Various. Type. Maybe they don't have it nailed down yet, what they're going to do with it. Various seems right. You would think undecided would work as well yeah. as various. Like, uh, various makes it seem like there will be more than like right. There will be right. some live action, some animated. So yeah. there is a Fallout live action Amazon. Oh, sure. Oh. There we go. So we'll find out <laughs> what that's get, all about. Your wish, hopefully. Yeah. They probably just added that after we talked about it. Yeah, I'm stealing all my ideas. Um, what else we That's got? Waiting here? for those those royalty checks. They got me on <laughs> they got me on Prime Day, and they're just listening to me via my phone now. Uh, there's a Splinter Cell anime that's apparently coming to. Oh Netflix. yeah, they just they just announced it at the at E3. Oh, sounds terrible. Oh, yeah. Um, 
can't can't make a game. No, it's like one of those things that were just like, and guess who's coming back? <laughs> Sam Fisher <laughs> in an anime. <laughs> um, there's a Tomb Raider anime on Netflix yeah. also. Yeah. So those Castlevania, that Castlevania show must be pushing huge numbers. So I'm gonna just animate every single franchise. It's really weird. Their hands on. Uh, so there's also Twisted Metal, a live action thing that's been announced but not by any pub or distributor it's to be an like tba it's weird because those the creator are, probably just announced those it. games have always name? had the you know those live action sequences oh yeah where it'll have like you know the character's introduction will be you know that's like a wrestling promo right and so and that that game is kind of set up in a way where you could do like an episode for each character yeah um, so that could actually be kind of cool the last one that's listed here, anyway. Kind of like the Mortal Kombat web series. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool series. Yeah. I like that. The last one that's listed here is um, Diablo is getting something on Netflix, hmm. but it's for some reason everything here is listed as anime, except Diablo is listed as animated. So maybe it's like a different, I don't know, art different style. art style or something but, like a more I mean, American art style. Yeah. I don't know. It's made by Warner Brothers. Yeah. Right. It might be like the Batman. Well, are we also getting a bit like a new Batman animated series? Like it might be something like that. Maybe. Just thought it was weird. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Castlevania, I think must be doing really well on Netflix to open the door for a lot of these. Don't know how well the rest of these will fare. I don't know. I feel like video game movies, uh, obviously there hasn't been a critically acclaimed one in a, I mean, they're very few and far between that they're yeah. critically uh, acclaimed, but I feel like they all do pretty well yeah. uh, numbers-wise. So it wouldn't make sense to not make them, even if you just throw garbage. Yeah, throw them. a bunch of garbage in a pile and film that. Right. So, I mean, maybe that's what some of this is. Maybe some of it's actually some pretty inspired work that's going to come together. But I mean, I would hope it's all cool. Like, obviously, I hope so. Have the best intentions for it all. I have a lot more hope for those anime series than i do for like the feature length movies yeah then like the uncharted and the borderlands is gonna be good i feel like that has to do with when you're putting so much money behind kevin hart being in a feature length movie the producers are gonna put a lot more rigor around what's gonna happen as opposed to like getting pure vision from a a creator pulling together in in a smaller netflix format for an animated show that costs significantly less to make so yeah holy hell kate blanchett's in the borderlands movie jamie lee curtis stat cast eli roth is directing it too they got a lot going for i don't think it'll be good but they got a lot going for (laughs) (laughs) just like the borderlands games (laughs) they got a lot there's a lot of talent in that room but i don't know if the idea is fully all going in different directions yeah awesome yeah, I think that pretty much covers it, right? Yeah, we, let's get back to video games. we got a couple games coming out this week. Uh, today we have the Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance game. It's a game I actually kind of wanted to pick up. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to that one a little bit too. Um, it's on Game Pass. The critical reviews are not the best Ooh, for it. It so. is just getting slayed. It sounds like it's something that could be fixed though, like, a lot of what I was reading is it's just buggy as hell. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if they iron those out, we give it a couple months. Um, is that on PC for Game Pass or is that exclusive to 
I believe I it's on PC. I know so, it's coming out on PC, but I'm not sure if it's okay. on PC Game Pass. I just, for some reason, I just searched the game, and it's listed as a console game, not a video game, no, which for I thought sure was on PC. So, interesting. Yeah. I don't have a lot to say about that. I could go for a good... They just re-released the first well, those... Baldur's Gate game, I think. I mean, that game looked a lot like the um, Warhammer has made those mm, uh, yeah. Vermintide and the other game where it's like those four-player kind of co-op things, and that's kind of like the same thing where you pick a class and you run through levels, but it's Dungeons & Dragons based instead of uh, Warhammer based. I love that. Which, I mean, could be cool. I like, I, I honestly like uh, Vermintide, so I would be interested in a good, you know, another game like that, same play style. Yeah. Yeah, maybe this isn't the one, but <laughs> we, should play, we should play one sometime. All right. And then Friday, we got a couple of heavy hitters. Yeah, we do. We got Scarlet Nexus. Which, That's uh, not the one that I'm most excited <laughs> for. Bondi at Namco. Yeah. I picked up FF7 at the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to put that down. Uh, it looks like a really cool action yeah, RPG. Yeah, action JRPG. Um, super anime looking. Looks sweet. Yeah. I don't have a lot to... I, like, I'm really looking forward to playing that. But um, I don't really know a whole lot about it. Yeah, I mean, I watched the the reveal trailer look cool. I mean, it just like the gameplay looks fun and fast yeah. and very Japanese and it does some different stuff. I think, um, like I was saying, it looks like a really. It's not your traditional JRPG. It looks a lot more like action. It looks more like a near automata yeah. type style of yeah. game, uh, which I think is cool. So yeah, we got that, and then we got the main event: <laughs> Mario Golf. Is it Super Rush? Super Rush. Super Rush. This Friday. I already got it downloaded. Which is like... just staring at it in my free time. Will probably be a game of the year contender if... In our circle. In our circle, for sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, this game has a massive amount of hype around it since the last Nintendo Direct, where we got to see kind of the first... Little bits of... Some of of the different gameplay styles look really cool. Super Rush Mode looks so funny. I think it looks cool. Super Rush Mode looks so funny. It looks... Like they did a really good balance of making it a pretty solid golf sim. Like it, that game, yeah, from everything I've seen, been pretty fun. Yeah, looks pretty like the three click heavy and everything. Um, and there's even like RPG mechanics for the for the, camp- for the campaign mode, right? Like, which seems interesting. Cool, you can kind of build out your character a little bit. Yeah. But then all the other games, like they have like a top golf style like battle mode, which looks cool. They have the super rush mode, which is just gonna like. There's no chance I'm not going to enjoy that. Yeah. Drunk with all you guys. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that game's going to be so good. Yeah. Definitely one that I think we've all been really looking forward to. I feel like it's been forever since I played a Mario Golf game. I don't know if I ever have before. Yeah, I feel like my last one was like the N64 one I played a little bit of. Yeah, GameCube, I'm thinking. I mean, I've played like a lot of Wii like Sports actual, Golf. Yeah. <laughs> But, and like other golf games, and yeah, I've, I mean, Golf Story is Golf Story is a really solid game. Yeah, right? underrated. But yeah, super stoked for that. That's going to be a big hitter for this year. I'm sure we'll have a lot to say. We'll have a lot to say week. about that game. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, we're gonna have a three-hour show yeah. about just Mario Golf. <laughs> I think that does it. You guys got anything else? Yeah. No, that was all I had. No. Nope. Next time.